Hello, you are listening to the one and only Nate Larson Radio Show, me, myself, and I. And co-hosting with me is a very special guest, LV. Surprise! It's me. That's right. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, have I got a show for you guys today. I've flown in from Phoenix, Arizona, where it's been super hot and there's no moisture left in my skin and I look like an old Lucille Ball, but I'm back. <laughs> It's humid here, I'm rehydrated, and I'm ready to go. The first song I'm going to play is one of the greatest songs of all time. I believe, you know, I really hate those Rolling Stone lists, if you guys have ever read those, because they're very pretentious. But even Rolling Stone had to give it up. This is in the, I believe, quite possibly the greatest single of all time, or off the highest selling album of all time, because I love you guys, i got to play it. This is the... Great Michael Jackson with Billie Jean, and it's coming at you now.
was Michael Jackson. That was your Michael Jackson. That was my. <laughs> that, was, that was mine. And um, that was Billie Jean. Um, what a timeless song, and still definitely one of the great albums of all time. You know, there's all these urban legends where Michael would tape stuff to the wall. I want to make the greatest album all time, and he. I think he did. I think he did. Um, I think that people try so hard to destroy his legacy, but it's 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 so hard when he was such yes. a great. And people have so many good things to say about him, right. no matter what bad, the consistent bad stuff. Yes. But just the good about him that you hear it just makes you appreciate him a little more. Right, and you know, I'll, you know even when first starting, I'm, I'll probably go on a tangent, but whatever. First starting <laughs> in the industry, you you always heard stories about the people you're hearing about now. So right. Bill Cosby, I heard it way back. R. Kelly, I mean, you didn't even have to hear stories. And and so I pull, I would I would ask people. I said, okay, I, there's these things with Michael and these court cases. You you knew him or worked with him. What's the story? And they and they I never had anybody say and this is before I like looked into it and um, really dug deep into the allegations because frankly, if he did those things, I want to know about it. And you know, but I asked people first. I said, there's no way. I looked into it and I'm I'm not I'm definitely not convinced. I'll just say that I think there was some um, I think there was some people trying to. Get at him financially. I'll just yeah, say that. Yeah, tarnish his name. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, um, and you know, I think if you look into it, it's interesting. Um, people make decent cases, whether you're in one camp or the other. But um, I'll just say I'm not convinced. I'll just put it that way. But yeah, I um, yeah, it is interesting. I think when you're that famous, no matter what, people are gonna try to come at you, whether you did things or not. You know, oh, that sucks. Yeah, and that's. That's why we have a court of law, and um, that's why, you know, uh, votes went missing with Trump, and I'm on... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that took a turn quickly. Yeah. What? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think so. it, it's your fault, Nate. It's your fault. You took all the votes. Yeah, I... Wh- what whoever. I loved is I watched the Giuliani thing for like a second to, <laughs> just to see the, the, hair, the hair melting into his face. That's, I just... And I just... Wow. I mean, that's, that's the hill you want to die on, you know? I don't uh, understand. It's but. hard. Yeah, that's a little rough because, you know, no matter what you do, you're still a figure, you know? No, no. It well, doesn't, I mean, you think doesn't matter what people what people decent, think of you. Yeah, he had a fairly decent reputation. He was the he was the um, I mean, it wasn't as bad as it is. Now. You don't no. want to go out as that guy like yeah, oh, it's uh, horrible. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know what's going on, but Anyway, yeah, we we covered a lot of topics in a minute and a half. But anyway, <laughs> the next song we're going to play, one of my favorites. Guys, it's a classic for a reason. And I've heard people say they thought he looked like Luther Vandross, but he looked kind of like Conan O'Brien. This is Rick Ashley, <laughs> the, the Rick Roller himself with Never Gonna Give You Up, and it's coming at you now.
that was Rick Ashley or Rick Astley or Rick Astley with <laughs> Never Gonna Give You Up. Um, that was he was one of those two hit wonders because he had that song and he had, um, oh gosh, what was the other song? It's coming back to me. Hold on. Uh, uh, together forever. Da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah, you know, they always sound almost the same. Yeah, he kind of had a Michael McDonald thing going on. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was Rick Ashley, and I really like that song. Um, most people do. That's the thing, guys. Look, if you can get one hit or two hits or however you want, like people are like, "Oh, TikTok." What? Look, just get one hit, and you can play fairs the rest of your life. And there you go. Get get fifteen <laughs> grand on a weekend and pay your bills. So don't dis- don't disparage Rick. He's still. And if you own your publishing, everyone, take notes, uh, you'll be doing quite well. That was Rick Ashley, like I said. Now next, uh, we're going to play one of LB's favorite songs. I didn't know. Yes. I didn't know. You, you always sneak one in, sneak one in there that's, where I'm like, oh, right. my God. I'm like, how do you like, you just always, it's a nice mix because you get a little bit of the old, a little bit of the new, and then those in between, those early like 2000s where music was just wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I tried it because I know when I when I put albums together, when I'm in the studio or whatever, I you think of sequencing, and you don't want to have like five slow songs in a row. So when I'm putting the show together, I kind of am in that mode. I'm like, okay, this song will work here, this song will work here. I can't have too many slow songs. You know, I try to start and end with a with a fast song, not all the time, depending on the mood I'm in. But yeah, so when I'm putting the show together, sequencing is important. Well, this this song, I don't know how you got it in there or snuck it in there, but it's perfect because, uh, I mean, I was telling you, it's like, I used to sing, I remember watching like 106 in Park and watching the video, you know, just yeah. singing my heart out. And I mean, I was not even old enough to be thinking about breaking anyone's heart yeah. or two wrongs. They'll make a right. But um, it was it was just a nice time where things were a little calmer, I guess. Yes. And peaceful. And I remember I was on a... I was on a church um, uh, Bible uh, church camp trip, and we took a trip to. I was, I think, I was like in eighth grade, and we took a trip to uh, Panama City, which is like ten hours from Orlando, something like that. And we were in like a motel, and the motel TV miraculous because you can go to even nice hotels that don't have MTV. I know I'm dating myself, but this motel had MTV for some reason, and I, I, I introduced everybody to this song and we all sang it and loved it so oh were you watching trl yes <laughs> that's awesome and uh i remember this song was playing a lot and um like that some 41 in too deep was playing a lot yeah sounds about right but we're gonna play it right now this is wyclef jean with claudette ortiz from the group city high with two wrongs one of my favorites it's coming at you in three two one Sitting here playing the guitar. City high. For that Hey, excuse me if you see me screaming. But deep in my mind, I'm only dreaming. Cause if I wake, girl, then you're not by my side. I feel like half of me. Is no longer alive. So please, shorty, before you walk out that door, booby, 
Would you listen to my song? If only I'd give you one last chance With the devil You can no longer tell You got to be faithful So we could be fruitful Be Jean-Claude Ortiz with Two Wrongs, one of my favorite songs. You said, you mentioned that she was with City High, and what a great um, little, you know, one, two hits they had, right? They had Caramel. Yes. Caramel, they had, um, uh, da, 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 da. yeah, they had two or three yeah. singles. That's yeah. all they had. Yeah. And then she just did this song, and then you probably never heard of them again. Yeah, and I heard, I don't know if it was a contract thing or what, I heard she worked with all these people, and there's, in the vault, like, I remember um, this one songwriter, Brian Michael Cox, who wrote um, uh, Be Without You, Mary J. Blige, a ton of songs. I remember on Twitter one night. What a good song that is. Oh, my God. (laughs) And uh, one night he was tweeting to her, I was reading, and he was like, remember this whole album we recorded, and uh, we need to release it, I don't know, you know, there's things in vaults sometimes. Yeah. 
I don't know why they don't release stuff. I guess you want to wait for the right time, but I mean, at this point, it couldn't hurt. I think in their case, it was a. It was more of a. They would have wanted to release, but they couldn't. They're uh, like so many technicalities when it comes to music. There's a couple things like that with Wyclef. I heard where I'm not quite sure the story, but some kind of funny things happen financially where it's like, oh, okay, you know. That's the end of that, you know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, money will burn a lot of bridges. Yeah, yeah. Especially back then. It's better now because you have social media. Lawyers are better. Um, no, people people know a little bit more about the legal stuff. So. Yeah, I, you know what? Now that you mentioned that, it reminds me that I don't really see people calling out the labels as much as I did probably like a year or two ago where no. everyone was like, attacking the labels yeah. now they seem to have tightened up a little bit well because what hap- what's happened is with social media the pendulum has swung the other way it used to be the label was here and the artists were down here and they were beholden and now it's like if, if you can get a hit song on tiktok or, or instagram or youtube whatever you have the power you can negotiate you own everything hopefully and the labels are, are they act almost like a, in a managerial role to help you like an agent almost to help you sell the song and maybe they get 10%, 30%, whatever. That's kind of what I see. And I think that's what happened. So if you were a successful group, they're so desperate for that, that they're not going to much le- more likely to not screw you over and, and you can have the power. That's kind of what I see. Right. Unless, unless you get a big advance, you owe them a lot of money and you know, yeah, I, know that a, whole... I know a few artists that are, <laughs> <laughs> if you see a lot of people like Birkin bags and, and they only have like one or two big songs and they're not touring right now, it's like, well, they're, they're, you know, the label is pretty much like a bank and you're getting a big loan and you better be able to pay that back. Yeah, know? they got the big house, the fancy car, all yeah. the stuff and no work to show for it. Right, right. So invest your money. You don't need a Birkin bag. Matter of fact, go on DH8 <laughs> and get a fake one. You'll be fine. Looks the same. I, I, I passed by this place. I was in a celebration um, last week. <laughs> the sign said, we have Birkin bags. And I was just like, oh, oh my God, they're on it too? It was yeah. just such a big thing. I'm just like, oh, my God, it's not that serious. Was it was it Sweetie that was saying, if, if a guy doesn't get you a Birkin bag, yeah. you're lame or whatever? Who cares? I don't know if she was serious. I don't know. I don't remember the story there. I take when they say stuff like that, I take them seriously because that's their lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like, she's not speaking for all women. She's speaking for women in in her level. You know what I mean? Because it's different levels. We're not on their money level. They got, like what I was saying earlier, stupid money. They got, like, Bloomberg. You got that money, they just throw it away and they... <laughs> it doesn't should even I, phase them. Should I buy a Birkin bag for myself? Yeah, you know what? You sure. might want to treat, treat yourself. Is there like a Birkin, like a backpack for men? <laughs> like it's an alligator stomach, and you there's a little coin purse you can put. I always need something for my change because I have like a thin wallet, and I can't put change in here. So maybe that's <laughs> just know. get get the fanny pack, the Birkin yeah, bag the, fanny pack. Yeah. It would be straight carry that go. with you everywhere. <laughs> Take it to the gym too. Yeah, that's right. And then you gotta go on Instagram and be like, if you ain't got this Birkin fanny pack, you ain't popping. Yo, son, if you ain't got this Birkin, this fanny pack, <laughs> you you garbage. <laughs> you done. Oh, All right, man. Ne- next up to transition. Picture everybody at home. Picture. Picture Nate 
picture of me about, I don't know, 14, 15. Uh, well, let's say 16. I, I have my car. I'm driving to school. People are playing, I don't know, T-Pain, whatever. And th- I'm pulling up to this, and they look at me like I got horns grown out of my head. <laughs> but you know what? This song's timeless, damn it. And I'm going to play it right now. We're going to celebrate. This is the legend, Barry White. And guys, play this for your ladies, too. If if you're in the doghouse, which you might be, we're together a lot as couples. And get some roses, get some rosé, and play this song. And let them know. Let her know she's special to you. This is Barry White with Never Ever Gonna Give You Up. It's coming at you.
given me much more than words could ever say. And oh my dear, I'll be right here until my dying day. I don't know just how to say all the things I feel. I just know that I love you so, and it gives me such a thrill. Cause I find what this world is searching for. Yeah, right here, my dear, I don't have to look no more. And all my days, I hope and I pray for someone just like you. Make me feel the way you do. I'm never, never gonna give you up. I'm never, ever gonna stop. Stop the way I feel about you. That was the great Barry White. I'll never forget, he passed away on July 4th. What an American icon to die on July. He was a, you know, he was a real hero, not like some of these, uh, I don't know, presidents or whatever. <laughs> People that are like, oh, they were, okay. Well, they're not as good as Barry White. Did they make that song? No. Okay. <laughs> now, next, guys, I picked, I was, you know, my son, he's he's a year old, and he loves to watch. I'll sit him I'll hold him and we watch YouTube. He loves, loves, loves. He loves Dua Lipa. He loves Cardi B. And he loves, um, he really likes pop songs. So Ariana Grande. Those are like his three that he loves. Thug Life. Yeah. <laughs> and I like him too, so that's fine. But I'm trying to introduce him to the music I like. And this kind of came up randomly on YouTube the other day. I was watching with him. If you want to talk about performance, this, is, this harkens back to the era where you actually had to pre- perform. You actually had to... Hopefully, you did the studio version, and then hopefully when you were at a concert, the live version was even better than the studio version. This is an example of that. I watched this, and I was really blown away. And if you watch the video, Google it. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's um, Luther Vandross, House Down a Home, 1989, NAACP Awards. The women in the audience and the men are losing it. It's like church. <laughs> Dionne Warwick is crying. I mean, it's, it's really, Dionne, Warwick, Dionne Warwick is a tough woman from New Jersey, like, you never saw her emotional like that. She is crying. I mean, uh, people are, like, throwing stuff at It's crazy. So I want to share this with you guys. This is Luther Vandross doing A House Is Not A Home live, and I hope you enjoy it. Is still a chair, even when there's no one sitting there. But oh, a chair's not a house, and a house is not a home when there's no one there. 
It's driving 
That was Luther Vandross with Houses Not Home Live, uh, one of my favorites. Um, I also like in the video because his hair is just immaculate, and um, you know, when the light hit it, it's shiny. It's great, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he took. They took his took their time with his hair. Yeah, made sure he it, looked good. The, the curl was like not quite Ice Cube NWA, but it was there. <laughs> you know. Uh, next up, oh, is that where they got it from? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was funny because, you know, <laughs> that's the thing is when you look at, like, early, early hip-hop, like, uh, uh, Grandmaster Flash and stuff, they dressed like the R&B guys at the time, so they had, like, cowboy boots on, tight jeans, tight pants, and then that kind of morphed because, you know, they wanted to, they, they did shows together, it was, you know, before hip-hop had a real identity, that's kind of what was going on, and uh, it, yeah, it's funny to see, like, the L.A. guys definitely had, like, the Jerry Curl and the the more uh, makeup on and they look like ready for the world. Like there's one <laughs> picture I think I've tweeted or put on Instagram where like NWA's first press photo and they look, they could be ready for the world. They could be the time. They could be like an R&B group because they, they don't have like black clothes on. They look like, you know, they're ready to, to sing a love song or something. It's hilarious to me. But that is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next up, we're going to play one of my absolute favorites. This is Jodeci will stay. First of all, I have to be honest with you, baby. I lied when I told you I never want to see you again. Can you? Just for tonight, and maybe we can do something like make love, watch the sunrise. Oh, listen to Jojo, Casey, sing us a verse. Slot, baby. Let the monster play. Oh, you feel so sexy, so good.
That was North Carolina's own Jodeci with Stay, one of my favorite songs. Um, I picked a lot of songs I used to play when I first got my license and was driving around. And those those two, the Barry White and this one, I played a lot. Um, So I have fond memories of those songs, some of my favorites. Uh, Next up, guys, I'm going to play one of my own since this is my show. And I'm not a narcissist, but I play one on TV. This is uh, one of my favorite songs I wrote. This is Cry For Me by yours truly.
that was Nate Larson, a.k.a. myself, with Cry For Me. Um, one of my favorite songs I've ever written. I'm proud of it. What can I say? I'm not going to plug my stuff too hard. But <laughs> I was already doing it for you. <laughs> but, I, but I did. Uh, guys, I got, what I, if, if you have a chance, Questlove has a podcast, and he interviewed George Clinton... And I was laughing so hard because he's telling the craziest stories. Because he's been in the mu- music industry since the 50s, and he's still performing. He's still writing new music. What and a good life. Started out in Motown. He was the hairdresser for Diana Ross and all these wow. people. Don't and get he, me started on Diana yeah, Ross. You know I, how I, I yeah. feel about that. And um, <laughs> he was. He told this. Okay, he told this story where, you know, since he's George Clinton, um, uh, oh my gosh, Chelsea Clinton. Bill and Hillary's daughter came to his show and said, oh, you're George, I'm Chelsea, and let's take a picture together. Now, those who don't know, George was into drugs for a long time and did not have time to get his bearings when she came up to him. So there's a picture, and he looks like he's in pain. He's in pain because he's squeezing a crack pipe in this hand and has his arm around her in this hand, and what can you say? (laughs) You know, he's clean now, thank goodness. He's kind of like... He's kind of like the Black Keith Richards where they have that mutant DNA and they're still going. They're surviving. <laughs> or Ozzy Osbourne or something like that. Where, oh my God, Ozzy, how? Yeah, they're still going, still making music. Um, it's insane. Yeah, one of my favorites. So I'm going to play one of my favorite songs. And the story with this song, which I love too, is this was before uh, digital recording. So he put the tape in backwards in the studio and tried to play it off like, man, I meant to do that. And so if you listen really closely, it's the track is actually backwards, and he wrote the song to the, the backwards track, which I love, and pretended that he, he was that's how it was supposed to be, and they looked at him like he's crazy. Of course they did. But one of my one of my favorite songs. This is George Clinton with Atomic Dog. <laughs> This is a story of famous dog. For the dog that takes this tale, we'll be busy. These are clapping dogs. Rhythmic dogs. Harmonic dogs. House dogs. Street dogs. Dogs of the world unite. Dancing dogs. Yeah. Counting dogs. Funky dogs. Nasty dog.
George Clinton with Atomic Dog, one of my favorite songs. It's very funky, and I like that. And, you know, guys, what more do you want? I want to say thank you, LV, for having me on the show. Yes, thank you for coming all the way from Phoenix. That's right, the West Coast. I'm back, <laughs> back down south where it's, it's humid, and I, I, I love being home always. Um, well, home, home for the holidays. That's right. I got my I got my menu planned out. I put my requests in. It's going down. <laughs> Wait, what's on your menu? Okay. You got to have mac and cheese. Yes. And I got to say, you know, being white growing up, we didn't do that. And then I, the brothers pulled me aside and said, man, you want to have mac and cheese for Thanksgiving? What's wrong with you, boy? So, I, you know, I, I learned you have to have <laughs> mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. That and, you um, do. And uh, my wife makes the best. I think we perfected it. I think she has. So. Mac and cheese. My sister's making like three pies. She's making me a Coca-Cola cake. That's one of my favorite A Coca-Cola things. cake. That's that right. sounds cool. That's right. We got a Cajun turkey. Stuffing. Two kinds of stuff. It's going down. You would have a Cajun turkey. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the biggest turkey person. I like chicken. I'm so weird. I'm not either, but I do like, if you go to Honey Baked Ham, their Cajun turkey is very moist and it's, it's good for leftovers. It's a little spicy. Uh, my dad used to deep fry the turkey and then the lawn caught on fire, so we don't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, gotta be safe. Oh, you gotta be shit. safe. You don't want to burn your eyebrows off. No. no. Oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah. 
All right, guys, we got to make it to Christmas. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I know we all wish 2020 w- wasn't happening, but we, we got to make it to 21. Yeah. We're, we're so close. <laughs> we just got to hold on. It's like, have you ever seen, because I don't know, it could be, you know, Revelation could, I don't know, but <laughs> I, I hope it couldn't get any worse. Yeah. I hope it's only better things. Right. And will you be back for um for Christmas time? I won't, but but uh, I'll be back soon, guys. LV and I are planning some things. Yes. We're, we're all going to get our vaccines. <laughs> um, I got two or three out there. Don't get a bootleg vaccine. Don't go to where you get your, your DVDs and your uh, fake Birkin bags to get your vaccine. Get the real one when they come out. Because um, you know people are going to be like, I got the vaccine, and, and they're, it's like in a coat. And don't do that. But go get the real ones. And, um, yeah, we're planning some things. But I got to play this song. Um one of my favorites, written by the great Rick James. The story goes, Rick James wrote it for him. And years later, um, I'm, I'm guessing he was high. Eddie Murphy, with Party All the Time, written by the late Rick James, one of my favorites. Thank you guys so much. Please go to my website, nailartsmusic.com, and follow me on Instagram and social media. Thank you, guys. <laughs>